This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. <laughs> yes. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I'm Monique. And I'm Sydney. And we can right talk about it, Daddy. And get all up in your kidneys. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Now. I'm just okay. trying to rhyme. So, Okay. Today's show is, which I'm really excited about because I think that it's one of those conversations that oftentimes we want to have, but too afraid to have because we're conditioned to think one way. And the conversation that we're having today is, what is heaven or hell to you? What does that mean to you? What does heaven or hell mean to you? I'm assuming, oh, you was posing the question before we get into all of that. Well, before we get in it. Why don't we make it official and just express what the, you know, dictionary's definition is of, let's say, heaven, just to start off with. Okay. So the definition of heaven is the abode of God, the angels, and the spirits of the righteous after death, the place or state of existence of the blessed after the mortal life. But wait a minute, you're not going to say it, though. Like you, Joe Austin. That's what I, I just wanted to give you. a little bit of love, baby. You I just want after the mortal life. <sighs> yeah, I wanted to be gentle and sweet for so you. So that's what they say heaven is. What's hell? The place or state of punishment of the wicked after death. The abode of evil and condemned spirits. Jehina or Tartarus. Oh, that's that's what hell is? A, that's what they say. I didn't know hell ever had a name. Listen, nor did I, other than hell. That's all I'm saying. Come on. And then, from my understanding, before you go to the heavens or the hells, depending on where you're going, you must go to purgatory. Now, in my way of understanding purgatory, purgatory is a holding cell. <laughs> and, and, and when you die from the earthly place, you go to the holding cell. And then while you're in the holding cell, this is the way I've always envisioned what I believe, how you go to heaven and how you go to hell, right? You're in this holding cell, and then they call your name, right? And then you go into this room by yourself, Okay, and then they show your life in front of you. They show everything from the moment you came in to the moment you go out, and they flashing all kinds of shit. They flashing your thoughts. They flashing what really happened. They flashing fantasies. They flashing all kinds of shit. 
and then they make the determination if you're going to go to heaven or if you're going to go to hell. And then after they determine where you're going to go, then you go into another room. And whatever room you go into, that's your introduction into heaven or hell. As a child, that's what I thought it was because they always said, I didn't know to call it purgatory, but they said, you go to this place and get judged. And then after you get judged, then they decide where you're going. Well, let me read the formal definition of it. Come on. To match along with your, I guess, childhood definition of it? Yes, Daddy. Okay. Purgatory. A conditional place in which the souls of those dying penitent are purified from venial sins or undergo the temporal punishment that, after the guilt of mortal sin has been remitted, still remains to be endured by the sinner. <laughs> what? It makes you go what? What? It, wait a minute, Daddy. That's what you just... Now, that is that formal definition. Definition number three is kind of like, what's the officer name on Sanford and Son? Hoppy and what's his name? Wait a minute. Now, here's the definition of that's the first one was what the white officer said. The black officer said, any conditional place of temporary punishment, suffering, or the like. Or the like. But imagine, as a child, you walking around with that. Like, I know you said, Robin, you went to Catholic school. One of our um, teachers explained to us that purgatory is the place that we went to to repent. Um, before we went on to heaven, before we went to heaven. So it did not give me the impression that I went to any other place besides heaven. Once I went to, once I, in my suffering, like on my deathbed, while in my suffering, that that period of suffering is my repenting period. Like I'm in, my soul is in purgatory, repenting. And once I've repented and and I have um released my sins I'll say then the peace comes and my my body my physical body dies and my soul goes on to heaven goes through those pearly gates and I live in eternal life that yeah now did you believe that as a child well um I won't say that I believed it or didn't believe it because I didn't know anything different mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what I mean like I didn't know anything different but I don't see any harm in that. Like, it it doesn't disturb me at all because, truth be told, I don't know one person who's been to purgatory or any other place and came back and said, okay, so this is what's going to happen in your transition. So, I'm not, I don't, I don't, um... I don't feel any particular way about it. You know, death is, is going to come. It's not anything I'm going I'm to be able to do about it. So if I'm suffering in pain or if I go peacefully, yeah, well, it's going to happen. So so you accepted essentially the story for whatever it was. Absolutely. Because at some point you're going to find out if the teacher I'm going to find out truth. personally, you know, or that not. thing. <laughs> like since then that, that teacher has passed on. She didn't come back and say, well, wait a minute, that's not what really happened. This is what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know any person. I've known people who have passed away. I've known people who have suffered before they died. And not one of those people have come back to tell me the details of what was happening to them while they were in that suffering state. 
You know what I mean? So. And that's what's messed up about people. They be dying, and then they don't come back and tell you I'm shit. Not, oh, they don't no, say. I'm they not, don't come I mean, back and be would, like. They gonna keep it to themselves. They're not gonna be, come back and be like, "Yo, check this out. <laughs> All that shit you hear. My boy, rest in peace, Jimmy Figgins. That's yeah. my man. He just passed away. I love you from from high school, my dog. All I'm saying is, if there's any way you can let a brother know. On a hush, like what's going on? Now, I, there's some time I don't know what was kicking and what you was doing, but I knew you to be a good cat. Just holler and let folks know what's going on. Mm-mm. Come yeah, on, baby. I'm not, you know what I'm we not see. sure that I, know I would want to know. I know what we've seen. Yeah. I know what we've seen, and I know what we've experienced, and I know what I've seen and what I've experienced. However, there are some people that when they asses go, stay gone. Don't come back and tell me a damn thing. Look, it's like, listen, I've, I've had enough of you here. I don't need you coming back saying, let me tell you about this. But that was Figgy mm-hmm. Wiggy. I'm that asking my Figgy Wiggy. Figgy, well, come, come on, on Figgy back, Wiggy, Jimmy. And let us and just know. just holler. But, I mean, it's, it's like, I think that, too, I think a lot of us have been taught to be fearful and Tommy and I were talking about that earlier today, where you're fearful of this thing called heaven and hell because you're scared to make a move any which way because it's going to take you to hell. And you're not going to get into heaven if you don't do this. You're not going to get into heaven if you don't do that. How are you able to say, listen, I'm going to just walk my own way and let the chips fall where they may? I really didn't want to get on this subject. Because you know how I am when it comes to this subject. Because I feel like NWA when we talk about this subject. And I'm like, they saying fuck the police. I'm saying fuck the church. Come on. Okay, now this is just what I am come on. on the subject. And I don't need nobody coming up to me talking about, do you know Jesus? Don't do that because then I'm going to say kill yourself. Well, wait. Okay. Shit is getting dead. Yeah. Because, because, you James know. James looked up like, well, wait a minute. I've never heard her speak like that before. Well, you know, if anybody that really knows me, they know I'm very passionate about this subject because I live this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it was a prison. And even in my adult life, I still wrestled with making decisions about just living life mm-hmm. based off of, am I sinning? You know, so you dealing with this this thing that someone put into your head as a child mm-hmm. to put that much fear in you about you making one life decision. Yeah, it, it makes me upset because now I'm a grown woman and I'm seeing the same people that sat here and put this fear in my life that went off to live their life. And the thing that they said was bad. Now you're doing it. Wow. And now I had to suffer through that to go through all this pain and to, to question myself, you know, am I, am, am I going crazy? I know what I'm feeling about life. I know what I want to do, the ambition. But every time I would express that, you know, that's of the world. You got to be in, you know, you got to sit here and listen to God. And you got to prepare yourself, you know, for a wife. And you like, what? I'm eight. I'm nine. What the hell? <laughs> and you know, so yes. so when when we talk about this subject, it gets me riled up in a way. So now that I'm an adult, I done came upon my own belief system, and now you just gotta respect that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't believe what you believe. If that's working for you, then fine. But at the end of the day, as a child, allow them to come upon their own feelings, and if they got questions, allow them to ask the questions. Don't imprison them at that young age like that. Mm-hmm. So when when you brought this subject up, mm-hmm. I was like, Lord, whatever, God, 
and help me not to get too passionate about this subject because it's it was a real thing in my life. Yes. And and you saying that and appreciate you sharing. It's almost the equivalent of what you're sharing is not really about fuck the church. Because the church is a institution of varying denominations, uh, religions, and so forth. What you are responding to is the way specifically in which you were brought up into the church, which was kind of outside of what others may have been and so forth. So it's like it's not a blanket statement of more yeah. so about the church, more yeah. so than about your experience in yeah, the church. Yeah, and it's some people that abuse it. Right. So, you know? And the reality is, as it pertains, which is the reason why we're having the conversation, is that people abuse all different aspects yes. of their their power. And it, our words and the way in which we use them are very important so that the level of hostility that you have towards the individuals the individuals that you would meet that are very much into the church and your experience with them may not be like that so that folks are not confusing your anger with the blanket of the church because it's kind of like somebody being mad at blacks as a whole when they've only experienced some individuals who were black or they really never experienced anyone who was black. Yes. They just experienced a it. concept yes. in reference yes. to blackness. Yes. So when it comes to heaven, hell, purgatory in the physical place, everybody has that perception. But I guess the question one could ask, is it a potential that when you hear in the Bible that angels and gods came to earth in the physical form, but we would need to die in order to see those same ones that people who once lived were able to see, is it a possibility that heaven is a far-off planet? Purgatory is the planet in which we live in, live on, and hell is what people construe to be, I guess, beneath us. Mm. Because people in life can say, it feels as if I'm living in hell. Mm -hmm. Someone is kind of torn and in between, and they feel like they're in purgatory. And someone is in a state of bliss so they feel like they're in heaven so at the end of the day what does and what do those things mean to you specifically because if people were awake and alive when these alleged gods and angels came down that would almost say that you can be cognizant you can be aware so are the very things that we're assuming are going to transpire when we die which if you really listen to the definition of all of it, there is no death. Mm -hmm. There seems to be this thing called everlasting life because in my humble opinion, when they say in the beginning when there was nothing, there lies the misconception for there was never a time of nothingness. Mm -hmm. Being absent of sight and being invisible to the naked eye doesn't mean that nothing exists. It just means that you are unaware of its existence. Right. So forwarding to this, what is your perception on these things? Because people can have varying ones, but they're all designed to get you through the visitation process mm -hmm. of this right thing here. called life. Yes. So, okay. I think that I've experienced hell. 
And I think that I've experienced heaven. Mm-hmm. I think I've experienced both places. I think that, and I think both places are self-inflicted for wherever I've visited. And I think that when I visited hell or when I visit hell, it's just inside of me. And it's when I'm at conflict with myself. It's when I'm at turmoil with me. It's when I may feel like, you know what, God damn it, I'm so angry, I can't see nothing else. And that's not a good feeling. Sometimes it can be a comfortable feeling, but not a good feeling. And then there are times when there's a feeling inside of me that's unexplainable. I can't explain it. There's a lightness and a beauty in it, and it brings tears to my eyes, and it makes me cry, and it I can't explain it. However, what I don't want to buy into is I got to wait till I die to experience may I burn forever or may I be in bliss forever. I just, for me, I humbly don't believe that. And I, I don't believe that hell, when I really began to understand what people were trying to tell me what God was, and I was going to Bible studies, and I was going to churches and you're trying to find it and they're trying to explain to me what God is but then they start telling me what hell was and I'm like so there's a God that would allow that to happen that would allow me to burn forever and ever and ever and ever with no forgiveness with no second chance with no repentance with no nothing and I just couldn't I couldn't buy into that. And it made me say, I don't want to worship that kind of God. And I don't want to go to those kind of churches that I'm scared. That, you know, that I'm, it's almost like, is that going to happen to me? And what kind of righteous line do you have to walk so that you don't have the threat of, you know, you're going to go to hell? So even as a kid, I just, I, I had to drop that off. I believe that, and understandably so, when you look at people as a whole, you look at a society of us that are trying to assimilate into a place where we can fit in because of the effects of being on the outside looking in, and you don't want to feel as if you're not normal. So it's easy Mm. to get into a place where, again, if when you were a child, if you were fed certain foods when you get to be an adult sometimes you when i was a child my mama would get pickled pig feet Mm-mm. in the jar that was pink Mm-mm. with the nail on it Mm-mm. and i would say mama Mm-mm. let me have a piece of that pickled pig feet mama and now I, I remember second grade carriage hill Randall's oh, town liberty road Hey, baby, listen. Okay, then. Give me some of that pickle pig feed, mama. Then all of a sudden, one day, something clicked in and said, I don't really know what pickled is, <laughs> but I definitely understand where the pig's foot is. And this right here, it ain't right. It ain't right. Give me some of that Oscar Mayer's ham. I'll do it. I know people are like, that's filth. You shouldn't. Okay. Everybody got their shit with them. I eat a slice of ham from time to time. That is mine. Okay? But this pig foot, I will have none of it. I will have none of it. And I know I rebuke the pig foot. 
not on the pork principle, but it's a pig foot. To who may enjoy the foot of a pig, I say I embrace your culture, your love for the pickle. That Andrew Zimmerman, bless him, because he will eat the pig's he foot. He will eat it. And the pig's soot. Oh. It doesn't matter. The it's pig all good. shit. He right. Won't right. Eat it. Yes. But, but my point is, when I got older, I decided for myself that didn't yes. make sense to me. And I can't fault my mama for offering me that because she was raised in Edenton, North Carolina. There was one stoplight. I was back there maybe in the 90s. It was the Trailway Bus. Do they still exist anymore? <laughs> okay, it was the bus station, okay, and a light. So they grew up on that pig foot. She gave me what she knew, you understand? Mm-hmm. So sometimes when it pertains to religion, people are giving you what you knew. Mm-hmm. That's why you see the ducks, they follow their mama, because they're teaching them how to hunt and live when they ain't around. So the information that they're giving you is based upon what it is that they saw and learned, not because it was designed to hinder you, because they didn't know that's what they was doing. But sometimes people don't have the courage to say, I didn't know what I was doing. I was 23 when I had you. I was 19. I was 21. Now I done fucked you up and you 43 (laughs) years old. Okay? Well, I was fucked up at 21. That's the real shit. Okay? So that being the case, when we look at the religion, how do you simplify it? Because we got people that are being killed because someone has a problem from some reports about their own sexuality. So they're going to go into a nightclub and potentially kill a group of people because they're free to be how they are. This person, potentially, I don't know what they're saying, was somehow compelled not to be who he was and did what he did, if that is true. We live in a world in which that higher being seemed to have given us this thing called, what, free will. So within the boundaries of the free will, within the boundaries of the understanding that they say, and so many cultures say this of religions, we were made in the image of God. So if you are made in the image of God, number one, there's no mistakes as to why you're here. There are people that say God knows your knew, knows you and knew you before you knew yourself. Mm-hmm. So you still here and you gay. Mm-hmm. So God accepted you knowing you before you knew yourself and you're gay. Mm-hmm. And you're black. And you're Latin. Mm-hmm. And you're something that you're a woman. You're one of the isms of this. Yeah. That, But still God allowed you to be here. Mm-hmm. And ask yourself if you're made in that God's image. What is it that your children would do and could do that would make you burn them in hell for eternity? And when you look at that, then you say, well, if you're from God, then how could that ever be your fate? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. That's the part, Daddy, that when you explain it that way and you'll have people to say, well, it's just a word. It's just a word. And it's like, but what word is it? Whose words Who, are they? Who's, come on. Because something else I was going to say, Daddy, too. I think that heaven and hell was a form of control. 
And even when we watch the History Channel and we watch, sometimes I believe like the History Channel and PBS, they go deep. Mm-hmm. They, they go into it. Even if it does not make white America look good, they go into it. And when you watch those things, and even back when you see during slavery time, and you would hear us saying, oh, when I die, though, I'm going to meet the maker, and I'm going to, I'm not worried about this life right here. It's like, y'all, do y'all understand that was put into us so that we wouldn't mind being slaves? Because we knew once we died, oh, here comes the glory. And we still have people telling us that today, not that we can have it, and today, it's it's almost this feeling of you wait. And even Mimi, my sweet grandmother, bless her, she held on to that. Nikki, it's going to be all right in a while. Well, why do you, why? But here's the thing. This is where the difficulty comes into play. There's nothing wrong with her believing that. Mm-hmm. Just like there's nothing wrong with you believing what it is that you believe. As long as we believe that everyone has the right to believe what it is mm-hmm. that they believe and you're not forcing your thoughts on someone else. I know it's easy to say, how can you not see that when they're speaking about biblically that a wheel in a wheel is obviously and they're speaking about lights is obviously a machine that is traveling in space because that person says they don't see it that way. And it's their right not to see it that way. How do you say in one religion that uh, Noah got all the animals of the world and put them on a ship and everybody believes that every that all the animals could fit? How come you believe? Because they believe it. Where you have it, where there is a discussion of that actual thing happening, but it wasn't the physical animals. It was the uh, origins of that animal in DNA formed which were left to be procreated again, which there's a more of a technological side of our existence. As we start colonies or trying to colonize Mars in different space, someone could construe Earth as a colonization process where there were space travelers that ironically, when you look at the information from the Native Americans who did not call this America, They called this Turtle Island because the sky gods told them that they were on an island that looked like a turtle. When you look at the Dogon tribe, you look at all around the world, the depictions of these beings that came from somewhere else that go from as far back as, you know, the, the origins of civilization to right now, people now filming these same things. These triangles in the sky. Mm -hmm. So we may be putting a religious edge on something that is really technological and it is a race of people who were far more advanced to create people such as us as we are now able to create people in test tubes and all we need are the DNA of a man and the DNA of a woman or DNA in a place to incubate that. Why couldn't we go somewhere and start life on Mars? And all we need is a laboratory. All we need is some beings that may be already there, and then we intermingle our DNA. But because of who we are, someone put in our DNA 
that we must revere these higher beings as gods. Mm. Someone mm. could construe it as that. What it is, again, Robin said earlier, we ain't going to know till we find out, but we might not need to die to find out. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we have been brainwashed to believe you can only know when you go. You can only know when you go. And it's almost like, why are we afraid to discover it right now? Like, what holds us back from discovering that thing right now? What makes us believe in a person's words to say what they're saying is law? Because it's only their opinion as well. It's only that person's opinion. There's not been that I know of. Someone says, this is factual, and this is really what it is. So we are conditioned to be afraid of what people call heaven and hell like heaven can be a scary place if you feel like i've got to walk this whatever perfect line is i've got to walk it or i definitely won't see it and then you'll see when when people do die and you know in life they want shit you know they wasn't you know they just wasn't shit okay there's nothing you can say nice about this person but you'll hear the pastor stand up there and say, he was a good man. And you want to say, but no, but no, they wasn't. And again, you're right. However, in the world of fairness, when you see people doing that, what is the reason why they're doing that? Because they may feel a little uncomfortable pissing on them why they kind of did. <laughs> you know, they can't really fend for themselves. As opposed to not saying... And Marvell wasn't shit, and everybody knew it. <laughs> Marvell, Darian Jackson was not shit, and everybody knew it. They can't say that now. Some can because that's the that's the vibe, and everybody like. Well, we know Marvell, but we love Marvell. Right. We loved him because mm-hmm. we knew we couldn't expect anything but the worst from him, and somehow. We accepted that. So the day we put Marvell in the ground, knowing that, yes, he was not shit, <laughs> but in him not being shit, he was the best not shit mother that he could possibly be. Like, what? But this is what gets confusing, or what can be confusing. If you say to someone, all you have to do is repent, right? All you have <laughs> to do is repent, and all your sins are forgiven. Well, if that's the case, then why does hell exist? Because if all I got to do is say, I'm sorry, and mean it with my heart. They say you got to confess it with your heart and mean it with your mouth. How does it go? Whatever the case may be, we don't know. So, so the point that I'm making is if you're in Catholic school your whole life and someone says, listen, upon your death and you're getting to those last moments, all you have to do is repent. And mean it, and all your sins are washed away. Then why has there always been such a fear of this place called hell exists and this place called heaven exists? I'm not judging it either way, but if you're telling me in one breath, all you have to do is ask for forgiveness, and it's forgiven, and you say, well, you do it with your heart, and then you enter the gates of heaven, well, then why does hell exist? Maybe some people don't ask for it. Here's the thing. It goes back. Does it? And 
why is it that people are under the impression that it does? And is that a purposeful measure designed to try to keep people in check, which you spoke about? Come on. So if if it is that purposeful measure, it's kind of like you, if there was nothing there, I guess, to put people in a level of understanding of what it is, there's something or someone or whatever that believes that people would go crazy. But what the real part of the real issue is that we as people are afraid sometimes to call it for what it is because if you have command commandments, right, mm-hmm. and it says thou shall not kill. But again, I go to the hot buttons of the day, um, fidelity, mm-hmm. uh, sexuality, um, maybe drugs, these things are the things that make you a, a sinner, right? Mm-hmm. And you take those hot buttons of the day and you take thou shall not kill. And you say to yourself, however, we can say, let's send all these kids to go to war and they can kill. But that breaks the commandment. Well, it's okay. We trying to protect our shit. Mm. Like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> we yes. can break the first commandment, thou shalt not kill. So then you say, well, if you've got to order this because other people are not, but these other people are saying that they're Christians, but we're ordering one another to kill one another over stuff, mm-hmm. is it really important that people are good in whatever religion that they are, or is it more important for some people to say that they are a part of that religion? Because when is killing someone other than someone trying to take your life and you're in self-defense acceptable, when the intent is to go engage and, and battle and war and kill, why is it an accept- These commandments came from who? That's what they said, Daddy. Jesus. God? God. Supposedly put that down. Was it the Moses? Mm -hmm. And brought it down? God. But God was like, you know what? All this shit is null and void, though, when they come over there trying to drop bombs on you. Now, y'all go ahead and get that oil. Minus that. You go ahead and pop a cap. But other than that, I want you. It That was almost like designed for the, the city, the town. But what about the world at large? So you begin to say. It's cleverly designed. So when we as a people are honest enough to say, let's protect one another during this visitation process. Mm -hmm. Because we are unaware of all that is happening around us. Mm -hmm. We have no clue. So if we walk with a level of humility and a level of respect for the people around us for if you believe in Jesus, clap your hands. If you believe in Allah, ain't nothing wrong. If you believe in the Messiah, if you are of the Zoroastrianism faith, if you are Hindu, if you are Buddhist, whatever you are, if you're walking around here with belief and love and treating others as you would want to be treated, If you are able to treat people in a way that you want to be treated, what is the religion Mm. 
that would create a conflict amongst others if all of the individuals within the, because the religion is the religion. The religions in their own way are perfect. In their own way, they're perfect. It is the human beings mm-hmm. that misconstrue the religion mm-hmm. that is already in place because all of the religions say treat people in the manner in which you want to be treated. Absolutely. All of the other dialogue is extra. Mm-hmm. It's like we got cake. I don't need all of that cream and shit because the cake is so good. Mm-hmm. If you treat everybody like you want to be treated, the rest is extra. And then you would say what religion would be imposing on other religions when the truth is there's not a religion that's imposing on another religion. It is the people who are the imposers of their religions on, on others, yes. as opposed to being people who appreciate what it is, is their belief, but appreciate the fact that you're able to have conversations with someone else who may believe differently. And since you both don't know for sure, right. that's why we say it is your belief. Mm-hmm. Then you can coexist peacefully because you're trying to get through this visitation as nicely as possible. We're just visiting. Though we're married and man and wife, we're just visiting with one another. Again. Again. Yes, because we visited with each other before. Right. We're visiting with one another as we sit here today, and we get a chance to visit with one another momentarily. And when we get older, we'll reflect on these moments and hopefully have some laughs. But it's just a visitation. I get a kick out of being happy during my visit. Mm. Mm. So when you find a level of happiness in your visit, even when life kicks you in the dick. Boy, okay, okay. then. You kick you in the dick. <laughs> kick you in the dick. Kick you in the vagina. Because we all been kicked. <laughs> and then you want, but then you want to get prop and call it a vagina. I, that's what I want to do. Because I have so much respect for it. It's a vagina. Vagina sound like it's sick. No, vagina <laughs> sound, vagina. No. It's the V-A-G and the J sound makes it sound like, wow, that's a really nice place to be. <laughs> If it was a resort, no. I would want a vacation there. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want a vacation. I want a four-day, three-night weekend uh. at a place called Vagina. Now, Where is that you going? Heaven or hell? <laughs> I'm going to. Is that heaven or hell? That is definitely heaven. There is no in between. Girl, he's at Vagina, <laughs> and he didn't make it for the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we are talking about it today. Um, what is heaven and what is hell to you? And because I believe in, it just keeps going. I, humbly, I believe the spirit keeps going. Mm-hmm. Like I believe we've been here so many times and we'll be here so many other times. But I believe, and as I'm sitting here right now and I'm thinking about it, your heaven and hell is how you keep coming back. Your heaven and hell is how you keep coming back. It's almost like when I look at you, I'm like, he's fucking happy every day. Like, And as kids, you just, you don't really, you pay attention, but you don't pay attention. But as you get older, and you say, well, let me pinpoint a time where I saw him mad. Let me pinpoint a time where I saw him really get out of pocket, and I can't. So is this your heaven? Is this your heaven? And And I think that David experiences that too. Though we think David is off into, into his own space. He is. But that's his heaven because it is. he's so content and okay with 
just his space. Heaven can be wherever you are. Come on, then. Purgatory can be wherever you are. It's kind of like the cloud. People got the mobile clouds. Mm. Well, goddamn, if you got a mobile cloud, maybe you got that mobile heaven. You're just going to take it with you. Mm. And you need something from it. You want to cuss this bitch out, but you're going to channel in <laughs> from the mobile heaven. How can I be loving to this bitch right here? I'm not going to call her bitch and I'm going to just be loving. Ma'am, your card is right there. It just hit my foot. Don't you even worry about it, man. So it's almost like whatever, whatever you feel inside, you can bring it with you. You got your mobile hell. Where it's like, despite somebody may be nice to you, you got to channel in the bitch. Let me channel her in. Let me channel in the person that wants. So we've all seen those. We may have all been those. We've had our mobile clouds. (laughs) But what was it sending us? Something positive, something in between, something negative. But we know in order to live our best lives that we have to bring that cloud of whatever heaven is to each one of us kind of definition similar to success is specific in and to each individual well failure is the same one's inability to meet their goals so whatever happiness and lead you to that is you can have that but whatever the things that keep pulling you into a place of sad you can do that too. And if you notice, it's you can do that. You can mm-hmm. do that. You can do it. So that if that God is in you and you're created in your image, when it comes to your day of reckoning, whatever that means, might it be you that's judging you? Because God said, I ain't got no time for your ass. You judge you. You are going to decide where you go based upon living your life because you've had to do it thus far. Don't you judge where you go every day? You going to just stand me like that? No, Daddy. I, okay. You, you don't remember from me? back in the day? No. Look, I like green light. <laughs> Pity Padman. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like that being the case, it's like the decision may be ours again. Mm. And me and you might have said before, hey, look, when you get where you got to go, tell the fellas, you going back. I'm going to meet you back. I don't know where it's going to be. And your ass took the 10th grade to hook up with me. But we'll do it again. I know. And and that's that's why I really believe you create your own heaven and hell. You know, and, and again, I can't judge or knock what nobody else believes. But I believe you create your own heaven and hell. And I've witnessed some people that live in pure hell. And I would have to ask myself... If I see, if I'm walking in it right now, well, what the fuck is it when I die? If if I'm going through this anger and 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 I gotta fight to be happy and I gotta fight to put a smile on my face and I gotta fight to be kind, what the fuck is it to really be in a place called hell? Like, what is that? And. Then when I see people such as my husband, such as my sister Veronica, I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't care what the day bringing. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care. I don't care. They still smiling. They still saying that's all right. I'm going to get through that. That's okay. And and doing it with not a, I got to pick myself up and then get through it. It's just like, what? 
that's ain't nobody tripping on that. So it is for me to say, and as I said with this show, it makes me accountable because I'm saying it out loud. So it's it's up to Monique. Whatever my heaven and hell is going to be, and I refuse to wait for me to go to the next journey to think I'm going to get it or receive it. I want to get it right now. I really do. I want to hear them fucking violins and them birds when I wake up in the morning, and I want to hear them when I go to sleep. And as people say there is everlasting life, there can be a continuum of those violins that you are listening for. There can be a continuation of all the things that you want, but when there's that break, that intermittent of what we call a challenge, you've got to be that person to the universe that you want people to be to you in the universe, which I've told you yes many a times, and it went your way. Now it's gone your way, and you're going to act like I never told you yes. Beyonce wrote a line like that, didn't she, somewhere First in the song? time I said no, it's yeah. like I never said yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And that's what we're saying to the universe when we have challenges and then we act messed up. And then we act like we didn't have any yeses to even allow us to live to hear the no's. So appreciate those no's so we can appreciate the yeses even more. And that way the heaven that we want to get to is always surrounding us because you're in a constant state of gratitude. We talking about it. And we forgot to say, because we got so caught up in it. Listen, tell a friend. Tell another friend. Tell your mama's friend to tell her friend of a mama's friend to tune into. And for the church announcements, stand up and say, we need y'all to tune into. Did you into, hear me? I did that. Tune what? Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Where is it at then? Play.it. Say it again. Come on, play.it. Tell them. Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Because what we really believe is these are a lot of conversations that want to be had, but we're really afraid to have them. And even in having these conversations, because for me, I'm learning just like everybody else is getting it. I'm getting it just like everybody else is getting it. By no means do we come in here and we be like, this is what we're going to give to them. we simply having a conversation. And in the conversations, y'all will hear my husband having to say to me, okay, mama, but let's think about it like this because those are just real conversations. It's not where somebody said, you say this and you say this and you say this because we're really trying to get it too. And oftentimes people are like where do you get this from I just say from that voice and that voice is one of those things that everybody has it's the voice that tells you you should make a left you should make a right and sometimes that voice tells you wrong and sometimes that voice tells you right but you've got to follow your head, your heart, along potentially with that voice. And sometimes that voice can tell you things that you have verified that there's no way in the world that you could know that. But it's whispering something to you that you need to or need not do. So it ain't me. It's I'm only sharing things that have been shared with me. And I'm appreciative of it being shared. And again, for those people out there listening... What we saying is by no means gospel. You have to take the best, leave the rest. If it works for you, then it works for us. If you like it, we love it. 
What we about to do, baby? Daddy, we about to shut it on down because, oh, well, that we ain't about to shut it on down now, Daddy. Okay? We ain't about to do it. Now, I thought I thought the time was what the time was, but that, that's the spirit mm-hmm. saying keep on talking. You got to know when the spirit mm-hmm. say keep on going. So that's what we about to do. We about to keep on going. That's what we about to do. Okay. Huh? Yeah. But but you know what? You know what you daddy and and, and we're going to wrap it up. But I want to say this too to people that's listening. Be unafraid to believe what you believe. Be unafraid to feel what you feel and be unafraid to say it out loud. When I'm at those comedy clubs and I got to tell y'all it's I appreciate y'all so much for coming out to those comedy clubs. But when I'm at that, those comedy clubs and we get on the subject of religion and people will put their hand up, I'm a Christian, and I'll say, what does that mean? And most will look at me as if to say, I don't know. I just know that's what I was told to be. And unafraid to be just who they are. Unafraid. And when people say, Monique, what religion are you? I've heard people say, I know you're a Christian. Well, no, you know wrong because I'm not. I'm not, I don't belong to any group. Just, I believe in love. As you say, I just believe in love. So that way I'm not pigeonholed to one belief or this belief or that belief. But I think so many of us are trapped in, if I say it out loud, they gonna think I'm crazy. Or if I say it out loud, I might burn in hell. Well, if you really believe that God is all-knowing, they can hear you when you don't say nothing. They already know what's being said and what's being done. So if that's the case, be unapologetic for what you believe in. And if it's not what the masses believe, it's still okay. And if it is what the masses believe and you believe it, you believe it. However, take the time to think it out for yourself. And if you hear something that doesn't make sense to you, it's a good chance it doesn't make sense to the people that are sitting next to you and you be wise to make note of it because the things that you fail to make note of that don't make sense to you right now, trust me, later on all that shit will make sense. (laughs) (laughs) All of it will make sense. Listen. Now I know why Dante didn't want to go in there and see Daphne. Why not? Because he stole our money. Right, right, right. Now that would make sense. Come on. And when it makes sense, when it clicks in, you almost feel like a light one. It's like, ding. ding. Like, I got it. And sometimes, like, I got some shit this morning that I hadn't gotten in years. And then just in us talking it through. Now, mind you, we didn't talked about this shit over and over and over and over and over and over again. But just this morning, I looked at my daddy and said, God damn it, it just made sense. That's what, that is what it was. The whole time I saw it and thought it was something else. No, that's what that is. So even when it clicks in, and this is something that I'm challenged with and that I still struggle with, I hate the thought of looking stupid. I hate the thought of, oh, God, I, until my daddy said, listen, why you think you got to know all the shit? Why you think you got to know everything? Hmm? 
I don't think I know everything, but the shit I do know, I want to know it. And if I don't know it, then I feel like I'm stupid. So, but it's just being challenged with that, but being unafraid to say it out loud. Because there was a time I wouldn't. It would just, I would just get pissed off because I'm like, God damn it, I know y'all thinking I'm stupid, but I ain't going to say shit out loud. <laughs> but just now to be able to say, that's something that I'm challenged with and I'm dealing with and unafraid to say it. So when it comes to this right here, heaven, hell, and you'll have people give me scriptures and quotes. I'm like, but what do you feel? Stop quoting me what Luke said. You don't know Luke's ass. What do you feel? What are you dealing with? How do you think you're going to deal with that? So just be unafraid to deal with your feelings. And when you encounter those people, if you are unafraid, who may be afraid, have a level of empathy because you are not where you are right now and you haven't necessarily been there always. So people have to go through and get through what they need to get through in their own time because, again, Rome wasn't built in a day. And it's funny how sometimes they have to see it for themselves in order to believe it because there's many a people that would say, what you're talking about is crazy. And then they see it and then they look at each other and they say, well, I guess we're now crazy together, aren't we? Because <laughs> we both see the same We've shit. We've both seen the same shit. We have talked about it today, y'all. What is heaven to you and what is hell to you? So in your discussions, after you listen to the show and you take the discussions to the beauty salon, or you take it around your dinner table, really hear what people are saying. What do we believe heaven and hell is? And are we believing something that we've simply been taught? Or will be, are we believing something because we took the time out to investigate it for ourselves? For ourselves. And if you have any comments or questions or anything, always feel free to send us a tweet at Mo Sydney. Mo Sydney. At Mo and, Mo and Sydney's open relationship. You can hit us up on Facebook, Monique Sydney. Um, Instagram at the Real Mo Worldwide. Because we always want to know what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And there's no right or wrong, only what's right or wrong for you. Come on, Dan. Dan come on, Dan. That's rapid. Take it on home. Next weekend, if y'all are in the Chicago area, June 24th and 25th, I will be at the Chicago Improv. So y'all come on out. Let's yuck it up and have us a good old time, baby. Yuck it up. And we want to say thank you once again. Ever so kindly. For joining Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good if that shit stays closed. Daddy, that's not what you always say. Oh, my bad. Correct me. I, I got Daddy, it wrong. that's not what you always say. It's no good <laughs> unless it's open. <laughs> but imagine if it stay closed. Then imagine that. You be in hell. No. In hell. You be in hell. That's how we going to shut it that's down. That's how we going to shut it down. Or China. Bam. But what if you're in China and you jump from there? Then I guess you might end up in here. In the U.S. And there it is. West Coast I was trip. so not good ge with geography. I'm so just joking. People I'm, would say that if you go all the way through the earth, you wind up in China. It's it's just a... They said that's Western. No, man. <laughs> I not. never heard that shit Sydney, you understand what I'm saying? I am right there with Thank you, my you. friend. Don't even cookies. worry about it. That's all right. We love y'all, baby, so <laughs> much, and we can't wait to have this conversation with y'all next week, my babies. So y'all stay good, and we love y'all. For free.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.